Welcome to Facts in the Field with Ag Valley, where we discuss agronomic and agricultural topics to help keep your operations successful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Facts in the Field. Today we'll be discussing sprayer setup, adjuvant, surfactants, and tip selection. I'm Randy Nelson, the Agronomy Location Manager for Maywood North Platte, and today I have Jake Stewart with me, an agronomist sales representative from our Norton location. How you doing, Randy? Thanks for having me on today. I'm doing good, Jake. Thanks for being here. So, Jake, uh, you spent a lot of time in sprayers. So, what is it as far as uh, setting up your sprayer? What have you done? Uh, for me, first thing I like to do is familiarize myself with the machine that I'm going to be running. I like to know, obviously, boom width. That's key. Your nozzle width. That's also key. <clears throat> and then I like to familiarize myself with whatever monitor the machine is equipped with. I'm kind of a tech nerd, so I'll... Uh, I research a lot. I look into tips and tricks to knowing that machine to get it operate mm-hmm. at its full potential. So you know, say uh, say some of our guards have their own sprayers on the farm, and and they need to be getting things ready to go for this winter, coming out of the winter and going into spring. What are some of the things that they need to uh, need to be looking at on their sprayers as far as should they calibrate now again? I mean, yes. is that something that you should do every year? I like to calibrate before every busy season. Okay. Right okay. after winter, get the machine. I like to run 100, 150 gallons and uh, calibrate each nozzle individually. So that way you know mm-hmm. the wear and tear, if the nozzle's finally getting bad. Good rule of thumb, if you can't remember the last time you calibrated your nozzles, it's time to... Re- it's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, up in uh, my location, I've got one of those spot-on uh, meters for checking mm-hmm. the nozzles. And more than happy to come out and meet with any growers in our area. I'm sure that uh, you're more than happy down here. The grower wants to calibrate his machine. He can come out and show him how to use it. We've got those as well, and we okay. are fully capable of handling All right, sounds good. Now, as we get into season and we start talking about chemicals, we've had a lot of podcasts, or we've got a lot of podcasts coming up that are going to talk about different residuals to use, different chemicals to use here or there. But really, we haven't touched on the things we got to put in the tank to make the chemical work. So the adjuvants, the surfactants. And that's something that uh, if you read the label, every chemical out there has got a surfactant that you have to put with it. So let's touch on that a little bit. You know, what are some of the adjuvants that you're seeing in going out in some of your spray tanks? Interlock is a very popular product we use. It's a adjuvant. It helps with deposition aid, canopy, penetration and a drift reducer which is key because you got to be mindful of your neighbor and their crops as well as your own Mm -hmm. well and i like that that you said there as far as a deposition agent so that's getting depth in the canopy Um, obviously here in the early season our weeds aren't that big but we've talked in other podcasts about how you got so many different growing points on that weed you got to hit them all and so getting that depth of canopy and getting down into the canopy and hitting those lower lower uh, growing points in order to get a good solid kill, Correct. That's a, that's a big important thing for us. What other types of surfactants have you been using? Other um, surfactants, Preference is a popular one, Superb. I see a lot of that down in Kansas, and uh, we use those often. Okay, so and preference is a non-ionic surfactant there, so it's primarily uh, reducing the surface tension between the spray droplet and the leaf surface to get better coverage on that leaf and uh, be able to get it in, get the chemical in. So really popular when you're talking post-herbicides. 
And uh, he said superb oil. Superb is more of a, the crop oil concentrate, a COC. And so that's a petroleum-based oil that helps. It's got some non-extrafactant in it, but it increases herbicide penetration and also reduces the surface tension. Very commonly used with post-grass herbicides and with uh, atrazine. Now, Superb is labeled to go over the top of, uh, of your crop, so you can put a post-application on with it and not have too bad of a burn as you would with some of the other crop oils. So definitely a safe product to look at. Right. And also, to couple that, you, you're going to want to look at your label and use the appropriate nozzles for each chemical you're going to be using, each adjuvant. You just address your label and use the appropriate nozzle. Mm -hmm. Well, the label is the law, so yeah. we have to follow that and, and uh, make sure that we're abiding by it, whether it is the wind restriction, because some of that is on labels now right. as far as wind restrictions. You know, a lot of guys say, well... It's not affecting my pattern too much. I'll just go ahead and keep going. But technically, uh, once you get over that wind restriction level, you're off-label. Right. Another thing is, aside from nozzles, you're going to have to be mindful of your pressure. So mm -hmm. with your patterns, your coverage is your nozzle, your speed, and your pressure. That's the only way to adjust how you're spraying and your coverage. So we have to be on point there. Mm -hmm. Now, there's going to be different nozzles out there. Some of them, uh, you know, some of the air induction nozzles, they might uh, might call for different pressures than some others. So, guys, you need to make sure they're using the right pressure for the right nozzle as well. Correct. Okay. And if there's any questions on that, there's definitely resources out there that they can look this up. But, you know, feel free to contact your, your local Ag Valley salesman there because yes. he's got the ability to check into what we are doing and, and know what sort of nozzles we're using on our machines and can help point you in the right direction. We can answer all those questions. Okay. Now, when you talk about nozzles, we're also needing to make sure that, uh, like you say, that's on the on the label because some chemicals are going to be a little bit different. You know, gramoxone, for one, you really got to have good coverage for that. Yes, for gramoxone in a machine, you have to drive slower with a higher pressure to create a smaller droplet size. Ideally, you want to smother the plant or the weed to get a better kill. Mm -hmm. Slower speed, higher pressure with a smaller droplet size is the main ingredient to making your kill successful. So you wouldn't necessarily use the same tip than if you were doing, say, a Roundup application. You'd have a, a different tip selection? Yes. So another surfactant that we use quite a bit of is Destiny. Now Destiny, that's more of a methylated seed oil, so an MSO. Uh, definitely going to be a hotter product than your crop oil concentrate. So you don't want to necessarily put that in over the top of the crop, is that correct? Yes, you cannot apply it as a post because it's a hotter product that can harm the plant and result in a yield loss. So now, Jake, one thing that guys are going to have to be more careful of anymore with the dicamba beans out there on the market and, and spraying their own dicamba beans, on the label it says you have to clean out before and after. So touch on that clean-out procedure of a sprayer a little bit. Uh, clean-out procedure. No operator enjoys doing their clean-out, <laughs> but every operator should thoroughly do their clean-out. When I do mine, I like to do a quadruple rinse. Management calls for triple. I I get a little nervous. I do a quadruple rinse. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. I, I make sure I rinse my tank. I use my tank solution. I rinse twice after that. 
I make sure to pull every filter. I've, my machine's equipped with three filters. I've got one main screen directly behind my pump, and then I've got, okay, four filters. I've got three on my booms, and uh, you'll almost guarantee every time you pull your screens out, you're going to find residual of whatever chemical you've ran in the prior month in there. So that's one thing that can be overlooked. Be mindful of your screens. Be mindful of every inch of the tubing in your machine. And uh, be thorough because it'll save you in the long run. Yeah, somewhere I had read uh, it only takes 12 fluid ounces in a 1,000-gallon spray tank to affect a soybean crop if you had to carry over a dicamba to a non-dicamba soybean. Correct. So it's not very much, and you definitely want to make sure you get that cleaned out good. Correct. That's why being thorough, taking an extra 10 to 15 minutes to check your screens, check your tips, take off your end booms, you know, it'll save you a lot of money and have heartache in the long run. Well, thank you, Jake, for joining me today on Facts from the Field. I'm Randy Nelson with Ag Valley Co-op. Thanks, Randy, for having me. Thank you for listening to this edition of Facts from the Field. For more information about Ag Valley Co-op, visit us at agvalley.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.